Hello there ladies and gentlemen and welcome to another episode of CookieCast. Today on CookieCast, oh, darkest timeline. This one is the darkest timeline, I think we can agree on that. But if you need some evidence, let's see what we've got for you this week. Um, the dentist, the doctors, falling out with a child, one of, one of my children, not just a random child in the street, uh, litter picking, movies, no TV this week, if you're here for the TV, sorry, uh, computer games though, if you like computer games, got some computer games we can talk about, before I get started, please do consider like, share, subscribe and comment, leave a review where you can leave a review, and the main one there people is share the podcast around, if you know somebody that likes podcasts if you like me are in the market for a new podcast desperately trying to find a new podcast maybe send this podcast their way never know might thank you for it right let's get started here we go this is cookie cast the darkest timeline I have to say it like that because it's it's the spooky month, allegedly. I keep being told that it's, you know, you got to do spooky things, go watch spooky movies, play spooky games. Um, I don't know if any of that's true. Um, but I'm happy to go along with it, personally. Um, how you doing? You well? You good? Good? Good. Bit of a list this week, kids. Bit of a list. Um, I'm just going to get into it rather than, you know, going about. Oh, there's little pumpkins on the screen. Huh. There you go. It's the spooky month. Um, I went to the dentist. I know what you're thinking. Not the most rock and roll of starts to a podcast, but. Let's see if we can change that. Um, I went to the dentist. When I was little. Anybody that's listened to this podcast for a little while um, may remember a little while ago, though, more than a little while ago, a while ago, there was uh, the dentist saga. Uh, there was a point in time where I got a tooth pulled uh, wisdom tooth pulled by a dentist whilst being simultaneously informed that that would categorically not happen because you know things need to be done um, and I found out the hard way that that's probably true um, loads of problems with like uh, I've had this tooth that's been an, an, an issue for many many years uh, for one reason or another, then I had a crown done, um, and the biggest one of all is that I'm protective of my teeth. So all of those things were were massive issues for me as a person. So I went to the dentist. Now the the dentist appointment has been a long time coming. 
Um, I'm trying to think. I'm going to say... Can't be that long ago. Going back a little while... Um... I had a checkup booked and the dentist contacted me and they said uh, we, we have to contact we have to cancel your appointment we're unable to 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 do your appointment I was like oh okay thinking they'd be like oh um, you know we'll we'll do it next week or we'll do it the week after or whatever it was just a checkup there was nothing i wasn't going to the dentist for any particular reason they're like we need to cancel your appointment um i was like okay cool they're like however we're also not booking checkups i was like uh okay like so, um, if you need to see a dentist, if you've got an emergency, you'll still follow the same procedure, and we're happy to see you. However, we're not booking checkups at the moment, so I've got your checkup booked in, and it was nine months away, and I was a bit like, okay, you know, as long as as long as things don't hurt. I'm kind of fine with that. You know, not going to the dentist. Um, however, on the flip side, I do want a checkup once a year. So when they're like, we'll see you in nine months, I was like, eh. Especially for the fact that at that point, I've been waiting six months. So I was a bit like, eh, eh. well, I guess there's nothing I can do because it's not like you're saying that you, you can do something different. Nine months passes. Obviously, we've gone from pandemic-style dentist to apparently a point in time where dentists were like, we're not doing checkups, um, to normal service has resumed. Now, I can't remember what happened, but there was something, I think it was a situation where I had to cancel the last appointment and then it was like, okay, we'll see you in like three months, six months or something. It was it was weird. Anyway, it has been a little while. I was like, I can't not go because I need my checkup. So I went to the dentist. When I was little, I used to love going to the dentist. You go, you sit in the big chair, you open your mouth. Dentist tells you how amazing your teeth are. Tells you you've done well and you get to go and get a cake. Those were the rules in our house. Good teeth, good good cake. Um, when like moved back to York, weirdly, the, the dentist was next to a cake shop. I mean, come on. Um, so, good trip to the dentist. You get to go and get a cake. That was that. Exciting times. Then came the point in time, I was like, oh, you need to have a tooth out. It'll be fine. Don't worry about it. Um... Then there was the point in time where I had a broken tooth and it was like, oh, you know, we'll, we'll replace, we'll build you a new tooth. And I was like, cool. And hence 
hence issues. So, fast forward to this appointment. In between me cancelling, I think that was it, I cancelled an appointment. And the one that I actually went to, I broke the broken tooth. Uh, it was a it was a coffee bean incident. I bit a coffee bean, chocolate coffee bean, and went ah, I've broken my tooth. I head into the dentist. I'm like, the last thing I want them to say to me is we're going to take your tooth out. Um. So I had that in mind. Then I was like, I know my my last few trips to the dentist have either been excruciatingly painful or horrifically expensive. I don't want either of those. So that's like sort of three things. Then it's like fear of the unknown. By the time I got to the dentist, I felt quite unwell. Um, I'd completed a very long and super unnecessary... Um, they say it's like a health form, but really it's just, are you all right with us try, trying to sell you stuff? No. Are you all right with us trying to sell you this? No. Rinse and repeat for like 900 times. Oh, by the way, are you allergic to anything? Yes. Here's a list. Um, so I filled in the form. So when I got there, they were like, oh, just fill the, oh, no, you don't need to fill the form in. I was like, yep. I am efficient. I spent 45 minutes filling in the other night. So, they're like, go upstairs, hang out, you're the next one in. I'm like, cool beans. I had to wait a little while. It's not one of those where I'm going to be like, I was waiting ages. I had to wait a little while. And then I went in. And it was one of those things. I'm an old man now. So anybody who does anything looks young to me. But the child that was standing in the doorway, I was like, well, you know what they say. Um, basically, uh, uh, when the people in, posi in certain positions start to look like children, you know you're getting old. This 12-year-old, like, come in. Let's talk about your teeth. I was like... Okay, you seem to, you know, you've got the outfit for it at least. Let's go with that. So, like, uh, da, 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 blah, 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 yada, yada, yada. Any problems? I was like, I believe I may have broken a tooth. Okay, we'll have a look. Not gonna lie, as the as an uninitiated, as a, pay, a a dental patient, can't say it was the most thorough of exams. Um, then they did that thing. He did that thing where they poke you with the sharp thing, basically to see whether you you know how much your gums bleed. Uh, and then he was like, "Right, we're you know everything looks fine. We're gonna do some X-rays." And I was like, "Ah, oh, for." Flip's sake. I hate x-rays. Not all x-rays. I hate dental x-rays. Because the thing they make you put in your mouth is too big for your mouth. 
And it's like they're essentially razors. It's like basically bite down on this razor. So you have to gear yourself up for that. It's like, yeah, this is cutting it into my mouth. Hurry up. That kind of thing. So it was very much one of those. Oh, we'll wait for the x-rays. Okay. Whilst waiting for the x-rays, I was like, yes, in fact, you do have broken teeth. What we can do is this, 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 and this. And what they mean is, what we can do is charge you this, 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 and this. Threw me for a bit of a curveball, though. It was like, yeah, you know, it, it's broken. You've got a white filling in there, so you must have had that done privately at some point. Uh, no. I know nothing about that. Unless some, unless some, you know, kind-hearted dentist is coming in in the middle of the night and fixing my teeth for me. I know nothing about that. So I was like, that's weird. And then, because of how, because of how weird it was, it was it was like my brain had shut down. I was like, I don't know how to use words anymore. So he carried on talking at me, and I was like, still trying to process the whole, you've got a white filling. I'm like... Where the hell did I get a white filling from? Obviously, when you've got a white filling, they're like, sweet, this guy's up for uh, for a few bucks. <sighs> I will wait for the x-ray. Okay, cool. Knowing full well that x-ray is absolutely 100% going to show some magical thing that means I need a load of dental work doing. So the first side came up. Funnily enough, the first side, first side that comes up is not the affected side, let's say. Yeah, that side looks fine. But let's see what the other one looks like. I'm like, yeah, because that's where all the money is. It was like, okay, here we go. There. All right, okay, yeah, mm, yeah. Alright, here it comes. Okay, so we can uh, replace the fill-in. That's no problem, we can do that. Um, you've also got a small amount of damage on another tooth, which obviously will need work. It's like, you mother... Okay. It's like, so we can do both of those in white for £160 each. I thought if I'd have actually coughed at that point in time, my spine would have left my body. Because uh, obviously when they do it as, as white ones, it's classed as private dental. So they can literally charge you whatever you want. And then the woman was kind of the, the dental assistant, dental nurse. I don't know what the right term is these days. The lady that's in the room with the dentist. Dental nurse, dental assist. Um, she then started firing off all these numbers, left, right, center. And, you know, if you do it like this, it's going to cost this. If you do it like that, it's going to cost that. Blah 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 blah. And then, then puts a time scale on it. You don't have to do it now because they were like, "Oh, you come in next week," or "No." Firstly, it was coming on Friday. I was like. 
what with my empty pockets? Don't think that's happening. They were like, oh, we can see you next week. I was like, yeah, keep going. Like, you know, I've got a birthday that's... Um, I was like, look, I don't want to be funny. I don't want to be whatever. Obviously, I understand. I appreciate, you know, the work needs doing. It's that simple. It's like, you know, it's a car, but for your face. I get it. The work needs doing. I was like, look, let me level with you. I was like, I've got a, a child's birthday this month. It's costing a little bit of money. This month is not the best month. She was like, it's fine. You've got three months. Um, uh, okay. It's like apparently some sort of offer, which, which didn't sound like an offer in any way, shape or form, was going to expire after three months. I, I can only presume that that means that it will cost more money. Um, the dentist said, my least favourite thing. Uh, he said, and obviously you'll need a scale and polish. And I went, you son of a bitch. Um, I would rather have every single tooth in my head filled than have a scale and polish done. I hate them. They are excruciatingly painful. And although I have never actually tapped out, I am convinced that a dentist, my previous dentist, tapped out for me on a scale and polish because I think they saw my face and was like, I think we're done here. I hate them, I hate them, I hate them. Um, so yeah, there was a lot of there was a lot of bamboozling going on. Um, this price is this, and that price is that. But you've got to get the price now. You can, you know, I don't want to wait past this point in time because you know, then the offer expires. Never did fire. Then they were like, "Oh, you've got this much to pay for your checkup." But because it's all this one thing, you can pay for some of your checkup now and pay the rest of the checkup when you come in for the work done. I was like, uh, uh, okay. I'm like, how do how does any of this work? Like you have allegedly done work today. I mean, you know, you the 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 guy ran a mirror round my mouth for a couple of minutes and then jabbed me in the back gums and then went yeah that's fine there's there's your checkup ladies and gents and then two x-rays i i believe the x-rays were there to do the rest of the job but what do i know um it was all very confusing I paid for some of it, and then they let me leave. I was like, "How do, how does this system work? Buy now, pay later on your dental checkup." So yes, a very expensive time at the dentist in my future. Um, let me get the climbing stuff out of the way. Um. Because, you know, it's one of them. It's probably not everybody's cup of tea. Um, but it is like a thing at the moment. And I don't know how long it's going to last. So, you know, 
get it get it out of the way um had a rough old time of it at the uh at the climbing wall um one of those things uh, I, if i remember i'll double back when i start talking about the movies you'll see why when we get to the movies um so for anybody that doesn't know and anybody that hasn't listened when i've explained it previously it goes like this there's a color system and the color starts with orange orange is easy peasy lemon squeezy anybody can do it my middle daughter loves an orange it's the it's the beginner color yellow slightly more advanced now that's where my wheelhouse is blue more advanced and there's no way you no other way to slice it it's more advanced uh black green pink white and then wood i believe the the material not the color so there we go so i am very much a, a yellow man take from that what you will um but on Wednesday morning, Ed's like, look, I think you can do this, and it's a blue. And I was like, I don't believe uh, that at all. Um, as it was, barring the fact that I had to fudge the start of it, um, I could do said blue. So I went up a colour, which is cool. I don't believe I'll, I don't believe I'm likely to do another blue anytime soon and here's why um i fell off doing a climb wednesday morning um there is a there is a, a thought process that if you fall off you should just like fall backwards land on the mat and be done with it what you absolutely should not do is try to save yourself using arms or legs because that is basically what ends up in a broken bone and i think we know which way this is going so i slipped off a wall uh, attempted to write myself slammed into what's known as a volume which is a sticky out bit and grazed up all of my left arm it was somewhat embarrassing not many people there um so you know a little bit one a little bit of the other i then proceeded to go and do uh the next climb round uh where i proceeded to do exactly the same falling motion which involved me trying to save myself yet again with my right arm this time and end up doing what i always do which is wrenching all of the arm socket muscle and nerves because then it's just it's like it it's like basically going i don't want to have the use of this arm anymore how can i do that in the fastest possible way answers is it's that um those things in themselves have generated a little bit of fear fear is already an aspect so that fear has been super heightened now which is stopping me from doing anything that i was previously quite comfortable with and stopping me progressing on to any other colors like the 
blue that I did the other day, I will come back because basically one of the films that I've watched in the last week has had an effect on me, which led me to Saturday morning where I turn up to go climbing and the moment I get there, I am super self-conscious which ultimately leads me to a position where I'm like I can't I can't do any of this there are other people here I can't do this um and just I then just end up wandering around going well I can't do that because there's too many people there oh and I can't do that one because there's too many people there I can't go and do that what if somebody sees me fall off like I say uh, we'll talk about the um I'll talk about the film, and it might shed some light. <sighs> That's right, drinking uh, drinking a, a large iced coffee at five past ten at night. Recently been um, called out on my caffeine consumption. Relayed my uh, caffeine consumption to... Uh, Somebody who I thought would appreciate it. Somebody who I thought would be like, hey, that's a boss move. And they were like, you've got a problem. You need to seek medical help. I was like, I, I thought you, you'd appreciate what I was saying. And they were like, no, you are going to die. I was like, oh. It kind of made me think a little bit. I'm a bit like, hmm whilst sitting at the dentist. Oh, I never even wrote that. Oh, I never wrote that. It doesn't matter. It was not important. Whilst I'm sitting at the dentist, I was like, hey, let's be super, super duper productive, proactive. And let's say about booking a doctor's appointment. Now then, I need, I need to book a doctor's appointment. Realistically, I need two doctor's appointments. One is for one thing, one is for something else. They may or may not have some sort of connection. It's not... I don't want people to be like, oh my God, he's dying. I think we're, I think we're all dying. Um, but no, it's just... There's like... Oh, this, I, I suppose I should get this, you know, I should have a conversation about this. And then, oh, you know, maybe I should have a conversation about that. Not, I need this, you know, lump checking. So, there we go. I've had this long-winded conversation with Leanne. I'm like, uh, how do you book a doctor's appointment these days? She was like, oh, it's super simple. Just do it on the website. I'm like, super simple. Sounds like pick the phone up, ring the doctors, and they go, we'll see you on whatever day. But apparently, (laughs) that's super outdated. Nowadays, you do what's known as sending a request. What the kids are calling sending a request. And I was like, okay, can you do me a favour? Can When you go onto the computer, can you... um, like, do the request thing, because I was like, presumably it's just um, press a button and say I want to request a doctor's appointment, because my login details are on the computer, 
and you just told me that you're about to use the computer. She was like, you don't need any login details. I'm like, I'm sorry, what? She was like, literally, go on the website, put in a request, press the button to do a request, and that's that. I'm like, I've been putting off booking a doctor's appointment for weeks slash months because I thought it had to be done on the computer and the last time I tried to do it on the computer it was on an evening and they told me that they turned the form off on an evening that is going to seriously annoy me if that's the case she was like honestly I think you just go on the website I was like right I'm going to prove that's not the case so I went on the website and it was like, make a request. And I was like, God, why are things this way? So it was like, uh, give us your name. Name. Give us your date of birth. Date of birth. Possibly contact details. I imagine so. A name, address, you know, that sort of stuff. Like, okay, cool. There you go. Pick one of these options for the reason for your doctor's request. I was like, mm, not on that list. Cracking start. I think there was like a, an, a, you know, an other option. So I pressed for other and it was like, okay, so if it's not any of those reasons, is it one of these reasons? And I looked through and I was like, it might be that reason. Like, let's try. So I pressed on it and it was like, okay, now we're getting somewhere. So if it's, if it's in this category, is it one of these reasons? And I went, ooh, yes, it is. So I selected the thing. They were like, right, can you tell us a little bit more about the reason you want to book the appointment? So I was like, um, here's my reason for booking the appointment. Just, you know, just want to gen generally have a chat about, about stuff. I was like, there we go. Job done. It was it was quick, easy, and simple. They were like, "Do you want to do this?" I was like, "Tick." Do you want to do that? Tick. 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 And then, are you happy with this? I'm very happy, thank you. Okay, you can now submit the request. I said, "Okay," and I pressed it, and I submitted the request. And then, then it gave me the turnaround time. So, turnaround times to get a doctor's appointment. If this is an emergency, we will deal with your request in one working day. I was like, yeah, that's, you know, that's fairly efficient, I suppose. You know, if it's an emergency, emergency, surely you would go to the hospital. And I'm pretty sure it says that on the website. that It did, it did seem to be directing a lot of traffic towards the hospital. Uh, it directed a lot of other traffic towards your local pharmacy. I'm not entirely sure how much traffic is going towards the doctors these days. So, if your request is not an emergency, somebody will aim to look at your request. 
in five to six weeks. Obviously, I double, I double checked. I read it again because I was like, I can't believe that that said weeks. You mean five to six days? No, no, no. It it, it definitely said five to six weeks. Cool. Let's hope I'm not dead in that time then, because, you know, apparently it's that difficult to get a doctor's... Can somebody answer me this question? What is it that doctors are doing at this point in time if it's not seeing patients? Because I was sure that there was a time... When that was the point during the pandemic, I imagine I've told this story at the time, but during the pandemic, uh, I, we, however you want to slice it, had to fight tooth and nail to get a doctor's appointment for my youngest daughter. Because the fear was that she had long COVID. That was the fear. We wanted it to be confirmed by a doctor. They were adamant they didn't want to see her. And we were like, you absolutely need to see this child. The only way you can make a decision about this child is by seeing her physically in the flesh. They were like, fine. I took her to a doctor's. We were let in by one of the four reception members of staff. Into We were then shown into an empty waiting room where we sat for 45 minutes waiting to be seen by a doctor. In the 45 minutes we were there... We had the unfortunate opportunity to witness the aforementioned four reception staff being truly awful to and about anybody that came to the door and generally standing around. It was it was one of the worst sort of experiences, especially with like I had my daughter there. She was she wasn't very well. She was just like, "Why are we here? And what are we doing? And what's going on?" And I was like, "We just have to sit quietly and wait for forty five minutes to then go into a room where yet again a twelve year old sat at a computer and googled." All of the symptoms that I gave them. Bearing in mind, I also know how to use Google and could have done that myself. I would like to know 
how much the process has moved on since then. Oh, if it's a, if it's a, if you've got an actual problem, go to the hospital. That sounds not like a thing. Or go and see, go to the pharmacist. Yeah, well, my local pharmacist is just nothing but the worst experience you're ever going to have in your day. So I'm not going to the pharmacist. So I'll just sit here and, you know, fingers crossed it's nothing that could be bad. Five to six weeks. Can you imagine six weeks down the line when somebody comes to you and goes, oh, okay, we've looked at your request and you may need to see a doctor. Because that was the other thing. They will make a decision after five to six weeks as to whether you need face-to-face appointment weirdly enough i got a message from the doctors i was like oh okay you know it didn't take that long no it wasn't it wasn't that it was hey um would you like to complete a survey about the service you've had recently i couldn't press the link physically fast enough and Words, I haven't used words like that, I don't think ever, to describe a service. Um, I think I finished what I was saying with the words absolute insanity. So, hey, you know, fingers crossed I'll still be here in six weeks, though. Um... I had a big, I had a big to do. I had a big falling out with uh, with my youngest daughter. Massive falling out. All my fault, obviously, uh, because I said that um, she could have an ice pop and make jam tarts. Um, yeah, apparently that makes me the worst human being on the face of the earth, according to her. Um, we just had this almighty falling out. Um, she, I don't know, she decided to fire off some of the worst things anybody's said to me in a while. That was super fun. screamed at me while I was walking down the street. That was fun. Told me, in no uncertain terms, that she absolutely was not going on the naughty step. And she she was having a nice pop. And I said... If I'm honest, I don't think you'll ever eat another ice pop again in your entire life. For the way you that you've spoken that you've spoken to me. I will. No. I was like, well, you you're not gonna make jam tarts. I am going to make jam tarts. This was all before firing off some like say some of the worst stuff that that, that somebody said to me in recent times. 
It was quite upsetting. It was quite an upsetting time. I drove to work the next day and was like driving along. I was like, why is my face wet? What's going on here? Why is my face wet? I was like touching my face. I was like, what's going on? I was like, it's coming out of my eyes. What's going on here? Like, why are my eyes leaking? Like, wait, are these are these tears? And it's that thing, like, recently, and I'm just, I just seem to spend all of my life sat in traffic. And it makes me want to peel my own face off. And I'm just like, you know, you just drift away from it. You know, it's like <sighs> trying to escape a bad situation. So you just, your mind wanders. Whilst also trying to make sure, you know, you're not just sat in the middle of the street. So... Yeah, I realised that I was quite, I, obviously, I was quite upset by what had happened. Um, I'm a terrible person, is the, uh, is the short of it. Because, you know, who would want a, an ice pop and the, the option, opportunity to make jam tarts? Tuh. But it has made me wonder, it has made me ponder, it's made me think a lot, and I mean a lot, about my interactions with my children and how each of those children, for better or worse, is treated differently. Now, you've got to look at the fact that there's, there's, there's an age gap between some of my children. So, with between my eldest and my... Um, my middle daughter um, there's a fair age gap um, and then obviously once you hit between my middle daughter and my youngest daughter there is almost no age gap and then between my youngest daughter and my son not not a huge age gap sort of thing but then if you look at my, between my son and my eldest there's a massive age gap you, there's a variety of different ways you can do the maths Um each one of those children is treated differently because each one of those children is an individual. Uh, my eldest needs certain things that my middle daughter doesn't. My eldest needs certain things that my son doesn't because there are many years difference between them. My son needs things that my middle daughter doesn't. So you've got to treat each of these children as individuals, you've got to treat them all differently while simultaneously treating them all the same because that's what's fair. <sighs> so more recently, my middle daughter's been getting more opportunities to be able to experience some of the stuff that my eldest gets the opportunity to experience because she's now reached the age that my eldest started doing the things that she's doing now and has been for a few years. And my middle daughter's now reached that age and it's not fair for her if she's not doing that, but she's not the same as my eldest. And I just keep, you know, I'm just, I'm spending a lot of time at the moment doing a lot of sort of, soul searching and there are there are these aspects there are these issues around the fact that you know i look at how my life was when i was a child well, i look at how my life was when i was young um my connection my relationship with my parents and ultimately how i don't want any of that for my children 
Um, and I'm generally like, okay, well, the best way to do that is to do the opposite. Do the opposite of whatever they did. Winner. Simple as that. And I've followed that rule for many, many years. And my eldest has, has almost never seen any of that side of things. My middle daughter has almost never seen any of that side of things. And then I had this realization whilst dealing with all this stuff. Like when I when I you know spoke to my daughter about it, and she was like, "You make me sad when you say this." And you know, like the silly things that little kids say. You know, when you say this to me, you make me sad. When you make me do this, you make me sad. When you shout, you make me sad. And it's like, okay. So if you strip away some of the things, i.e. the silly things, strip those away. Each of those things comes back to the same thing, which is you make me sad. And you go, oh my God, ultimately that is a heartbreaking thing to, to hear, to deal with, to experience. And to have that realisation of, you're making somebody else sad. Now then, if that sentence is, when I do something I'm not supposed to and you tell me off, you make me sad. Eh, well, don't do it then. Versus... When I'm trying to do something right and you have a go at me and I'm just, I'm trying to do it, you make me sad, that's different. So I had to sort of strip away a lot of the, I don't like it when, I, when I'm naughty and you shout at me. Eh, tough, don't be naughty. Versus, I'm trying to do the right thing and then you, you're still not happy. Like, um, that's fair. So, trying very, very hard recently. And, it, and it's been hard. I think I think there's been an element of, like, things have slipped a little. I have, I have this default mode. And the default mode is from what, from what I was taught, from the way I was taught things. And then there's that aspect of me that knows that that way is wrong. So I have to then go, hang on a minute, we're doing it wrong. The The default mode has kicked in and that's wrong. Um, so yeah, trying to, trying to do it right, I guess. The company I work for um, does a variety of different things to try and help the community. Uh, we get the opportunity to, um, I think it's like once every three months or something, you get £25, which you, in like vouchers, which you can then nominate, um, like charitable causes. I always used to put all of my charitable donations into um, charities that help children with special needs. That's what I did. 
once every few months, send money in the direction of children with special needs. Um, this year, there's been a big push on volunteering. Uh, you have to do so many hours of volunteering. It's um, <laughs> it's it's a weird one because it's mandatory, <laughs> mandatory volunteering. Um, but you you know they give you the time and you go and do something. And there's a variety of different things you can do. Stuff where you basically sit at your desk, do stuff on the computer, which you know disaster recovery stuff, which helps. Um, or you can get out there in the world. You can go and help a school, or you can go and help a nursery, or you can go and like map walks, which I looked at. I was like, that, that'd be pretty cool. You get your steps in, uh, and then I looked at them and it was like, uh, walk from here to here. It's twelve miles. It's like that's not what I was meaning. You got anything? You know, a closer and b shorter. They were like, not really. Okay, maybe not that. Um, I'd looked at doing this thing, which was um, <laughs> whale spotting. No, it wasn't whales. I'm lying. It's not whale spotting. It was walrus spotting. It was called walrus from space. And they wanted to you know, track walrus migrations. I was like, yeah, I can do that. Sat on my computer for an hour or so. Signed up for it. Did all the training ready to spot some walruses, and they went, yeah, this is closed. Like, oh, come on. So I was like, right. I'm going to go and do some litter picking. Um, at the office, they provide the little grabby things. They provide gloves, bags, everything you could possibly need for a, su a successful session of picking up litter. Um, I got a... A group of like-minded individuals to and picked a day, picked a time, and that was that. And we went out into the world to pick up litter and put in bin bags. Believing wholeheartedly that it was just going to be a bit of a walk, wasn't it? It was a walk, it was a reasonably nice day. It had been raining all morning, but by the time we went out it was not raining. Fresh air bit of a walk, pick up the old, you know, cigarette end or crisp packet or whatever. We were worried to start with. We were worried there might not be enough litter for three of us to pick up. It's often in situations like this where you really do get to see the true, the true nature of humanity. Because we filled two massive bin bags. I'm not talking your normal black bag. I'm talking big old bin bag. Yeah, two of them. And when I say, again, when I say full, I don't mean, you know... A football size of rubbish. I mean, bursting at the seams full. We could have filled four of them. Hands down. The. Highlight. 
of the litter picking, if you can call it that, has to have been the point in time where we retrieved uh, one of the styrofoam food containers. We retrieved that to put in our bin bag because it was lodged between a wall and a bin. That's the kind of mentality you're dealing with. I'm not going to bend down the six inches it'll take me to pop this in the bin. I'm going to jam this down the back of the bin, lodging it between the bin and the wall. It's depressing. Anything like this is depressing. You know, there are various aspects. The number of alcohol containers. You know, any public footpath that's got, like, a bush, even anywhere close, it was like, you know, well, there's a third of that bin bag full just picking stuff out of a bush. Stuff like that. And then it's like, okay, litter's a thing, picking it up and collecting it's a thing, putting it in a bag's a thing. Do you want to hazard a guess at how many public bins we passed on our trek? On our one mile trek? A metric shit ton of them. It's just, it's just baffling, is what it is. Did it for an hour. Yeah, need to do four hours. So, uh, need to find three more hours of uh, volunteering to do. Um... I recently came to a uh, to a conclusion about something. Saw a video the other day, uh, like an Instagram video, an Instagram post video thing, where somebody said um, that they were off to do something, and they said, first, going to go and get coffee. And then in the next video, they were like, hey, we got coffee, and now we're off to do this. And they were carrying this massive cup of iced coffee. And I was like, oh man, look at that bad boy. And I was like, hang on a minute. Yesterday, the same person said pretty much the same thing. Oh, we're off to get coffee and then we're off to do this. It was a different day. And I was like, man. Can you imagine being rich enough? Can you imagine being rich enough to be able to go and buy coffee, whatever you want? <laughs> and I've realised that my new life goal is to have enough money to be able to go and buy coffee when I want to. Um, unfortunately, that for me would be a really dangerous thing. So, you know, swings and roundabouts in it. <laughs> Um, recently, I had a notification on my phone that said, hey, 
you, you've nearly used all your data. And guess what? You've got nine days left. I was like, well, that's interesting. So because of that, I've been super careful with my data usage whilst not on the free Wi-Fi that I get when I'm at home. So, uh, there have been points in time where I've been out and about and I was like, oh, I'll just do whatever on my phone and going, oh, whoa, 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 can't do that. I don't want to use any data. Oh, I'll just check. I'll check the, I'll check the uh, NFL scores. Well, don't do that. Don't want to use data. Just do it when you get home. Oh, I'll just go on Instagram and, and watch a video about buying coffee. No, no, no. Wait till you get home. I'll check my emails. No, wait till you get home. That's been my life for the last few days. Today, I went into the building, into the office. I checked how much data I had left at the start of the day. It was, um, I think it was 560 meg. I was like, okay, we're doing okay. We've got a few days left. 500 and something megs, not loads, but it's enough. Dear. So here's the plan. Don't use the phone today. Um, so much so that I didn't listen to any music just in case that was using data. And I didn't listen to any podcasts while I was at work. So you can imagine what that was like. So I checked at the start of the day. 560 meg. I left the office this afternoon. I was walking back to the car. I was like, oh, so I've not used the phone. I've not used the email, my banking app, any social media, uh, any podcast, any music. I've basically, the phone has just been there. There's been like, I think there's been a couple of WhatsApp messages at one point. That was about it. I checked the data, expecting to see almost exactly the same amount of data. Whilst at work today, using my phone in no way, shape or form, I've used 130 meg of data. Now I know what everybody's going to say. This has already been said to me this afternoon. Oh, well, there are um, apps that refresh in the background. Funny you should mention that because any app that needs to refresh at any point in time, I have them set to only refresh when in use. So I would love someone to tell me where exactly 130 meg of data disappeared to today. It's a scam. Final thing for the week is this. There is a phenomena sweeping the nation been going on for a while 
and I can no longer keep quiet about it. This goes back. I'm going to say conservatively, this goes back a year, if not 18 months, if not longer. Walking on the road. Okay. So, where I live is a particular area. And in that particular area, there is a large population of a particular type of person. That type of person may or may not be in higher education of some form. Higher education. Apparently... The thing that the the education uh, has neglected in what will be 20 plus years is, I don't know, um, don't walk down the middle of the road when instead you could be walking on the pavement. So that seems to be missing from today's education seems like a fairly straightforward thing to me if you have a large expanse where you can comfortably walk where oh i don't know you don't run the risk of getting run over maybe that's the path for you path being the operative word maybe that's the path for you now this has been going on for freaking ages and it is honestly one of the more baffling things of the of of this generation to make myself sound even older so when i was little you don't want you don't walk in the road you and when you cross the road you look both ways and you know all of that so that whole educational side of things has been skipped for this for this generation not just this generation though is it it's it's a thing it it feels like some kind of sickness it feels like some kind of brain-eating worm that has decided to remove the logic section of the brain for a select number of people and apparently when the pavement is four feet away the, the most intelligent thing you can do with your life and your time and your whatever is to walk in the road. I, need, I feel I need to, you know, to really get this one across. Walk in the road where the cars are. You know, the, the death machines on four wheels. On my way home today, a car pulled out of a junction. Now, personally, I saw two sides of the same coin. On one side was me going, you have pulled out when you shouldn't have done. Quite simply, you have, got, you have not got enough room 
to get across the road in front of me at the speed I'm approaching. The number one rule when pulling out, when joining traffic or any of those things is oncoming vehicles should never have to slow down. Them's the rules, them's the brakes. So so originally I was like, you have made a miscalculation, a poor judgment decision. However, you have done it in rush hour traffic. So I can see the thought process. You were like, I'm going to risk it for a biscuit. I'm going to chance it. Hopefully the car coming will see the situation and will slow down. And that's what I did. I went, hey, I, I see it. I get it. I'm fine. I slowed down. Slowing down is one thing. However, having to come to a complete stop in the space of about 10 yards when you're doing what was 30, now down to 27. Because on the other side of the road where the car has pulled out of the junction across onto the other side of the road and attempted to join the traffic, there are two learned individuals walking down the middle of what can only be described as a very busy road with all the pavement in the world I did not crash the car into the side of the other vehicle but it could have all been a lot worse. I drove up the road. I drove down the other side. I went round a roundabout. I went round a corner. I went up a hill. And I went down a road. Now then, the section of road that I'm going down can get busy. And I don't necessarily need to be on the road that I'm on. I can take a little... I can do a little... Duh, duh, to be on a parallel road is very quiet 20 mile an hour road i can cut out a load of traffic and make a and make a left turn going away from the busier road as i am approaching to make my turning i go oh oh look here's another couple of brain donors uh walking down the middle of the road well I am currently on a 40 mile an hour road doing 39 miles an hour. I am about to leave the 49 mile an hour for the 49 the 40 mile an hour road and enter a 20 mile an hour road. Um, however, I will be traveling at a speed faster than walking. And as I go around the corner, I will accelerate, i.e. make more noise. So said mentally challenged human beings will realise that they are absolutely in the wrong place, you know, walking next to the pavement, and they will then remove themselves from the situation, relocate themselves to the place where they're supposed to be walking. I will go about my merry way, and so can they. I leave the 40 mile an hour road, 
slowing down to 20 miles an hour. In fact, slowing down to less than 20 because it was a left turn, right turn. I then accelerate. Remember the whole making more noise to alert them to my presence. At which point they didn't notice the death machine coming at them. Not at them, it was coming behind them. And they were, you know, as I may have mentioned, walking in the middle of the road. The look of complete and utter surprise when I had to beep the horn to alert these mentally, you know, educationally challenged human beings was like oh my god where did this car come from and why am i being alerted to its presence where can i possibly go right now honestly the entire thing is completely baffling. So, that was the week that was. Let's talk some entertainment. Gonna have to take a deep breath on this one, kids. Um, I watched two films, both of them new, so you get to hear about it. And I've played a couple of computer games. No TV. I, I keep toying with the idea of watching that new Star Wars TV program um, but I've been burned before let's say uh, and apparently the the boys spin-off Gen V is apparently not only very good possibly better than the boys so I'm toying with the idea of giving that a try None of which matters at the point in time when I've got no TV to talk about. Let's talk about the first film. I have to take a very deep breath to talk about this film. I watched The Whale. The Whale. Um, ever had one of those experiences where you absolutely know 100% without a shadow of a doubt that there is a film that you, if you watch it, you will cry? The moment I saw a trailer for The Whale, I went, I'm not sure that I'm going to be able to watch that. Uh, I knew that it was going to be upsetting. Um, obviously, from a trailer, you don't get the full grasp for film, TV series, game, whatever. You get an idea. I don't know why, I don't know what possessed me, but the other day I was like, it's time to watch The Whale. Um, wow. I'm just going to rattle through these things. Number one, I can't tell you another film where I have cried as much as I've cried watching that one. Um, it is absolutely phenomenal. Uh, every single person in that film should get an award of some description. There is absolutely no question to me that, you know, Brendan Fraser deserves all the awards for that film. Uh, the girl that plays his daughter 
um, the girl that plays the girl, the lady that plays um, the nurse, um, the guy that's the missionary. They all need awards and they all need all of the awards. Um, brief brief overview if you don't want to know, don't know what it is a guy who is a shut-in because of his weight um, uh, he is overweight because he experienced a trauma in his life and has basically been eating his feelings ever since has an estranged daughter which he's basically trying to connect reconnect with before the inevitable um, what transpires and unfolds as the film goes on is the reason why he is as heavy as he is and basically the way that he looks at his daughter i knew it was going to be an emotional ride i knew it was going to be a tough ride it absolutely was um it spoke to me on a level like like possibly nothing ever has previously um honestly i don't i don't know of a film that has ever spoken to me in a way that that film has you know ultimately you are dealing with a guy who is hugely overweight because he experienced trauma in his life uh that doesn't sound familiar at all um he has got this complete love and blind devotion to his daughter. Um, nope, that doesn't sound familiar either. Um, there is a scene in The Whale that is supposed to be this, like, shocking... Like, the, just this, like, oh my god, can you believe what is happening on the screen right now kind of scene. And all I thought when I was watching it was, wow, I feel truly seen at this point in time. Because I can absolutely 100% understand what is going on right now. Um, I've been there, I've lived through that um, just an emotional roller coaster um, it's kind of it kind of keeps its cards very close to its chest where um, it sort of drip feeds you the the past like the, the behind the story kind of stuff. It drip feeds you that. And when you find out like, you know, it's not a twist. It's kind of like when you find out the truth, you're just like, wow. Um, absolute masterpiece. An absolute masterpiece. Um, honestly, I feel that film has changed me. Um, unfortunately, not necessarily in the best way. Do you remember earlier when I was talking about climbing and, and experiencing a lot of fear and turning up at climbing and being super self-conscious and feeling like I didn't want to fall off a wall in front of a load of people that were sat watching? 
Yeah, that's absolutely off the back of watching that film. Um, yeah. Um, I, managed, I, I managed to get it finished today, like this evening. I had 10 minutes left. Um, so I managed to get it finished today. And it was just like a, another like little twist in it right at the end. And then a very poignant kind of closing bit. Just one of the most emotional experiences ever. Um, it was beautiful. It was sad. It was terrifying. And <laughs> early on, there's a point. <laughs> early on, there's a point where there's like a bit of laughter, sort of stuff, and it's like, oh bless. Um, so yes, uh, I can't recommend the whale enough. It should be mandatory viewing. From the whale to uh, Shazam 2, which I believe is Shazam Fury of the Gods. Um, not an emotional roller coaster. It is instead a DC film. Um, Honestly, as far as I'm concerned, the first Shazam is absolutely DC does Marvel and does it well. The first Shazam is a great film. Uh, and I'll fight anybody that says differently. So there. Shazam 2 felt a lot like... I, felt, I sat there and watched it and I felt like the entire time I was just there going, Oh, please don't do this. Let's not do this. Oh, that's that's a little bit on the nose, isn't it? A little bit too obvious. Did we not see this one? There was a lot of that. Um, can't talk about it too much because it would involve huge amount of spoilers unless you've seen the first one. If you've seen the first one, it's kind of like, do you remember that thing that happened in the first one? Well, that's a big part of the second one and it's... It starts off as being the most annoying part of the second one. And then when that is taken away, then you're like, oh, but I kind of want you to bring it back. So it's very confusing. Um, something I noticed about it was there was a lot more Zachary Levi and a lot less the guy that, or the kid that plays Billy Batson, which now I think about it, it seems weird. Um, two bad guys ish, I'll say that. Um, they they were bad guys, but. Like, their motives were like, we're bad guys for good reasons. And then one of the bad guys was like, well, actually, I'm a bad guy for bad reasons. And it was kind of a shock. I was like, uh, okay. Um, well, I will say this. One of the highlights was when uh, I was sat watching it. Uh, me and Lance sat watched it. And I went, is that a climbing wall behind them? In, in their layer. 
and then uh, it, it, a bit later it panned back and I was like, that is absolutely a climbing wall that they've installed in their layer, which I thought was highly amusing. Um, not the best film I've ever seen. Not the worst film I've ever seen. Not as good as the first one. Um, not as bad as some of the other stuff that comes out of DC. And in fact, Marvel these days. Um... There was a part of me that was like, will I watch it again? And the answer is yes, I will watch it again because I'm sure my eldest will want to see it. Would I watch it again out of choice? I don't think I would. Whereas if you were to say to me, hey, do you want to watch Shazam? I'd be like, yeah, sure. And I think that might kind of say a lot, maybe. I don't know. Computer games. Let's let's quickly go through some computer games because this is starting to you know get a little long in the tooth. Uh, I've been playing Starfield. Um, Starfield had a glitch, and that glitch killed my entire Xbox. It took me over three hours to quote unquote fix my Xbox. Um, I attempted to travel somewhere, and in the process of traveling, I was like, ooh, I best save it, which killed the game. And I was like, uh, do you know what? I think I'll just leave it for today, and I turned the Xbox off. And when I came to the Xbox the next day, I had what I found out later was called the Black Screen of Death. They come up with some weird and wonderful names for these things. Um, turned out, if, you know, one of those, if these five things don't work... Spoilers, all five of them didn't. And unfortunately, you need to do a factory reset for your Xbox. Uh, there are two options for factory reset. One is keep your games and apps, and the other is do a full factory reset. I was like, well, at this point in time, it's probably worth trying to keep the games and apps. At least try and keep them. And then if it still doesn't work, I'll just do a full factory reset. Lucky for me... It did work. Touch fake wood. Um, you know something about Starfield? Every single thing I saw on the internet before I played Starfield made me think that it was this super complex, super in-depth, super detailed computer game. You've got to like build a spaceship and make sure it can fly and and change this and modify that and oh you can change this about your weapons and your spacesuit and then there's all of these other really complicated aspects to the game i've been playing starfield when it works for many many hours at this point in time i can tell you this although those things may be an aspect of this game not the way i play it I have never had to do any of those things. Also, I'm still flying the same ship that I got at the start of the game. Because what they don't tell you is, you really don't need a spaceship. The most useful thing my spaceship does is, allows me to store stuff in it. That's it. That is literally it. Oh, you can do space battles. I did a space battle last night for the first time in 
days. Believe me when I say this, I am sure in there is the game that everybody wants to tell you exists. But believe me, you've got to go looking for it. Otherwise, it's just generic Bethesda game. Funnily enough, with the cool stuff removed. You know how Skyrim had like the shout and Oblivion's got, you know, you've got magic and swords and even the garbage that is Fallout's got like, what's it called? Dead Eye, is it? Where you can pause time and select to shoot stuff. Starfield doesn't have any of that. It is a game that is screaming out for some sort of special move. Something that makes it special. And it just doesn't have it. Um, when I was having difficulties playing certain games, I had a look to see if I could find something else to play. And I landed on a game that might seem strange. That game is UFC 4. Now then, bear in mind, not the first UFC game I have played. So, that might give you an idea. I am not a fan of a fighting game. Fighting games, to me, are a way to lose entire chunks of life. Uh, I'll give you an example. I was once playing a Mortal Kombat game. And the Mortal Kombat game wanted me to do this thing. It was like a challenge. And you had to do a 25 move, 25 button press combo. And I spent about two days trying to perfect it. And then there was this point one evening where I finally managed to pull it off. And I went, yes, all that time, all that energy, all that. Just everything that I've just put into pressing all these buttons. And the reality of it came crashing down. And barring playing a little bit of injustice here and there with the children, I've basically never played a fighting game since. Because the just that whole what am I doing with my life aspect came into it. However, I enjoy the UFC. And the previous UFC game I played, I enjoyed. So I was like, do you know what? I'm going to give this a whirl. And I have not been disappointed one bit. I am thoroughly enjoying playing the UFC 4. It's a fighting game, but no, not as we know it, if, if, you, if you know that reference. Um, obviously, you've got the octagon aspect, so you've got that kind of move around thing. You've got the various different types of fighting, boxing, kickboxing... Um, BJJ, um, wrestling, grappling, all that sort of stuff. So you've got a multitude of different things. You can kick a guy in the head until you knock him out. You can punch him in the face until you knock him out. Or you can take him down to the ground, submit him, punch him in the face, you know, that sort of stuff. I will say this. I do think I may have set the difficulty too low. I have a tendency to go for the lowest difficulty and then work from there. I do wonder if I might need to maybe up the difficulty because most fights I am in don't make it through the first minute of the first round. So I'm feeling a little bit like I think I need to put the difficulty up a touch. 
My fear is that I put the difficulty up and then I can't do it. So, um, I've only got Game Pass for a month. So, any of the games that I talk about in this month, you may probably not hear much of past this month. I honestly don't think I will renew Game Pass. It's nice to have it every now and then, but I'm not giving you a tenner a month for old games and games that ultimately don't work on the hardware that I've got. So, also, there is a game that has come out that I wouldn't mind playing, and there is a game coming out at the back end of this month that I am definitely wanting to play, unfortunately. It's £70 when it comes out, so, yeah. Um... That's it. I've been noticing recently these podcasts are getting getting up there a little bit in the time. Um, I, I honestly don't know if anybody takes the time to get this far in them. If you do, let me know. Do you like the long podcast? We want it splitting down into two. Two a week. Split it in half. That sounds weird. Anyway, let me know what you think. I'll 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 go with your best judgment. Right. I'll catch you later. So there you go. What do you think of that? They're getting longer. Have you noticed? The podcast is getting longer and longer and longer. Well, like I said at the end of this one, if you uh if you wanna you wanna see me start splitting them down into two, get double bubble each week, let me know. Before you go, please do consider like, share, subscribe and comment. Leave a review where you can leave a review. Uh, Check out the website, thecookiecast.com. There we've got some social media links and an email button. And that way you can get in touch with us. That's it for this one. Until next time, I'm going to say bye. And I'll see you then. Thank you for listening to CookieCast. Please make sure to like, share and subscribe.